Hey friend, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast, where we work together here to make you an inventory genius. We talk about profit, we talk about cash flow, and we definitely talk about your paycheck. Because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast. Today I have a guest with me. Um, I've chatted with Alyssa before, and it was such a great conversation. I wanted to bring her back. She is a square genius. So if you need help with square retail or designing, building out your point of sale system on the square side of things, she's your girl. What I love is that Alyssa has a boutique too. So she totally gets you guys. She understands the inventory, the pain that it can be. She understands how to build a beautiful brand that's consistent because she's been doing it with her own brand. Um, And today I asked if she would join me here on the conversation as we get ready to launch our next Inventory Genius Masterclass to talk about, from a point of still perspective, why inventory matters. So we're going to have a good conversation. Welcome, Alyssa. Hi. Yeah, hey. Okay. So tell us what's going on in the background. We can see you have some product. Tell us yeah. about your brand, your story, where you come from. Sure. Yes. I am sitting inside of my boutique. I work out of it Monday through Friday. Um, not only running the boutique, but also doing my web design business for Square Point of Sale Sellers. Um, The Hive is what my boutique's name is, and it's more of like a Midwest casual boho boutique, Um, very specific, which we'll probably talk about why that is in a little bit. Um, I've always wanted to own my own business, so an opportunity came about a couple of years ago to take over a business, and I did that. Um, it was in the middle of COVID, so I kind of had to pivot quite a bit. So the Hive actually started as a restaurant, and now it is a women's clothing boutique. So I have a very well-rounded knowledge of different business owners, and um, I have clients in the boutique space, the restaurant space, all that stuff, which is awesome, and they all use Square Point of Sale. I love that. And you've yeah. really dug into square being your niche, you're a firm believer that you can use square for everything Mm -hmm. that we don't have to go with the other. We won't name names, but you know, sometimes we feel like when we see a particular brand used over and over and over that it must be the only good solution. Mm -hmm. And you do a lot of education. We'll drop all of your links to TikTok and Instagram. You do a lot of education for your clients on why square is such a good fit. So let's just dive right into that. As it relates to inventory, can we list everything? Can we control our inventory? Can we pull reports in Square? I don't know. (laughs) Tell us all the secrets. Yes. So I just like gut feeling went with Square when I went to open my boutique and I researched them all, um, not just the two big ones that we usually talk about. I researched them all and Square just was like, I just like went with my gut, but I just knew like in the future, I would be able to accomplish anything I wanted to in my business with Square because they're constantly partnering with other companies or improving their, their native apps and all that good stuff. Um, but yes, when it comes to inventory management, I have been able to do anything and everything I've wanted. I know when I started working with you, you were like, can you pull this report? Cause usually I don't work with Square. And I was like, yeah, it's right here. I'm looking at it right now. Um, 
So especially, and the report I use the most is my cost of goods sold report. Um, looking at that every single week to see like the health of my margin and just like what's currently selling. So what do I need to buy more of? Um, you can do all of that right within Square. And what's nice is that when like for my web design business and for my website personally, um, it's completely integrated with my point of sale to where I don't have an app that needs to help me with the inventory bridge there. It's just if it comes out of sure. my website or my store, it's all on the same cost of goods sold report without me having to do any sort of, you know, tricky tech things or anything like that. Um, so yeah, it really, really helps me make the best purchasing decisions for my inventory. And that's where I learned um, what kind of clothes. So I said I'm Midwest casual and boho because that's what performs really well. So over time, I just really niched into that. And you're supposed to lean into your best sellers. And the only way to know what your best sellers are is to pull that cost of goods sold. And I, it's called the item sales report in Square. So I can see every single item that's sold and kind of just tally it up and see what I need to buy next. So talking about being an inventory genius, this is exactly what we're talking about. So I think we look at that word genius and we think, ah, that's a really big word. Yeah. I don't know if I can, you know, aspire to being a genius. And I want to encourage you that absolutely can. I actually looked up the, the word genius this morning. What's the official definition? And genius just means that you're really skilled at something particular. And so as inventory-based business owners, we want to become geniuses when it comes to our inventory because our inventory is our lifeblood. It's what you know delivers profitability. It's what gives us our paycheck. And so understanding our inventory and how to run with it, lean into it, say no to what doesn't work and yes to what does is really, you know, it's what's going to make our business what we want it to be. So when it comes to cost of goods sold, I know you mentioned that a couple of times. Um, talk about your journey, because I want to normalize for the inventory based business owners who maybe have a lot of mistakes that they're ashamed yeah. of or don't really know where to start. Talk to us about your journey. Like, how did you learn and when did you, did you always enter your cost of goods? Have you always known to look at a report? Let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. So yes, I've always entered my cost of goods sold and I've always known to look at reports, but to be fair, I have a degree in entrepreneurship. Like that's what I went to school for. However, I am still not perfect at buying my inventory. Like I still purchase things that I'm like, Ooh, that was a flop. Um, I learned more about the inventory specific stuff when I started working with you one-on-one -on -one and then joining the inventory workshop. It was called the boutique workshop at the time. Um, but going through your modules and listening to you, I was really able to just like quit focusing on the things that didn't need focusing on necessarily, like buying something just because all the other boutiques were buying it or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I definitely have gotten a lot smarter about how I'm reading my reports and not focusing again on the reports that don't really matter. Like there are, there is a lot of fluff in every point of yes. system. Yes. And you can know anything you want to know in there, but there are specific things every week that I look at and it is the cost of goods sold and my gross margin. Like how healthy is my margin? And I think I told you that, or I put it on social media at one point in time, like by implementing this smarter inventory strategy that I learned from you, I was able to grow my gross profit margin by 11% in That's like so much money. Six months. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So that pays the bills, right? Because um, you're keeping more of that money in your pocket 
Yeah. By actually just not spending it in the first place is what yeah. it is. Um, yeah. And my sales have not increased. I'm going to put that yeah. out there. Like my sales have not increased drastically to get to help me with that at all. It's just that I've gotten so much smarter with um, my spending. Um, and it's not just inventory either. It's everything else. Like how much money do I now have to spend on bills, employees, all that stuff. Um, but that stuff I did not know going into running a boutique. Um, just probably like most other boutiques, I started with buying just whatever I thought I liked, which yeah. if you don't have any data, you kind of might have to start there um, as long as you can yeah. pick. That's why I'm always like, you need to pick a niche. You need to really hone in on who your target market is because that's where you can start with the inventory at least until you get this data. Um, yeah. Because it does take a while to get data that you can rely on and make smart decisions. So it's definitely right. a Some balance history. of your gut. Yep balance of your gut and um the data but now that i've had almost 2 years under my belt of data i can rely solely on that and not my gut anymore which is ideal like that's where you want to get yeah now i feel like that feels restrictive scary we're taking all the fun out of it if you if you haven't relied on your data and if you haven't been entering things properly, if you don't really know what to focus on, yep. that can seem really restrictive, not fun, so many rules. However, it's really fun to make money and it's really fun to keep money. Yeah. <laughs> so while that might seem restrictive, how do you shift or how would you encourage an entrepreneur to shift their mindset from, but I want to do all the fun things. That's why I opened my business to, I'm going to do those things from an educated place and that's going to be better. Yeah. Um, well, like you said, when you start leaning into your data and going with the things that make you money, it boosts your confidence, which boosts your joy in your business yeah, because you're so actually good. getting rewarded for the decisions that you're making. And it still is fun. Like now that I lean into it, I have items that sell out every time that I get them, which means that I have customers coming in who are excited to talk to me. And that is what's fun. It doesn't matter what kind of inventory necessarily that I'm um, selling. Um, and you really like you become an expert to your customers then in that one thing. And that's where like I call the marketing funnel more of a flywheel where it's like you want to get those customers who keep coming back and keep doing word of mouth. So it's like you don't have to work very hard to sell your product. Um, but when they come to you for just that one thing, they're always going to come to you for just that one thing if you can hone in on your expertise in it. So for yeah. me right now, I'm in northern Wisconsin and shackets and plaid are all the rage. Um so that's what I sell. That's what I buy every single week. I buy different versions of shackets and plaid and they sell out and it make, and I don't have to mark them down before they sell out. So that's yeah. the key is not yeah. having to mark your items down. Yeah. And that's where that margin comes. Yeah. Um, and in case you, I, I just want to back up to something Alyssa said, in case you all missed it, she's increased her profit. It has increased her profitability without necessarily increasing top line revenue. This is so important and she'll increase her top line revenue too, because she's doing things well and the history is going to come and, and all of those things. But we see so much bragging going on in the boutique space, particularly where people love to talk about their top line number. I'm a hundred thousand dollar business. I'm a million dollar business. I just hit whatever, whatever, whatever. And if we aren't relying on what really works and focusing on our numbers, we can look at that and have a lot of envy 
switch gears and follow what we think they're doing to get those top line numbers. Meanwhile, I guarantee you the majority of people that are talking about that top line number are a disaster on the back end. They don't sleep at night. They never pay themselves. They have a ton of debt. They aren't seeing the margins. It's more important to start small and slow, focus on that margin, build what matters, and that top line will follow. And then can you even imagine what that looks like when you have the top line and the profitability? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's the same with like web design and conversion rates. You have to start at the bottom of the funnel. So imagine um, like your, your store and your profitability as the bottom of the funnel. And you have to perfect that first before you can start dumping a bunch of traffic into the top of the funnel. Otherwise it's all just mm -hmm. going to fall out and you're not going to be reaping the rewards of all of that. Whereas if you really focus on closing your sales or um, reducing your expenses and increasing that margin, then you can dump all the traffic you want into the top and you're going to actually like increase your sales over time, like you said, and um, you'll be able to sleep at night and pay yourself because you know that if somebody walks into your store, six out of 10 of them are going to make a purchase and you're going to make X amount of profit on it. And again, that's not something you walk into boutique ownership knowing, or inventory ownership knowing how to do. Um, I learned pure trial and error and through you. Like that is the only thing I did to learn that stuff. And it took time, right? Like I had a whole year of, I would say, screwing it up of just trying things before I finally just like only looked at my data and made those purchasing decisions. And here I am six months later with 11% more gross margin in my pocket. So yeah, it works. so good. So talking about um, traffic and websites, because you really work with clients mm -hmm. on building out a beautiful site. I mean, you care about it being beautiful too yep. and SEO. So there's so much conversation on this. And I feel like any entrepreneur, we can go this way and that way. And what do we focus on and what matters? So we know inventory matters. We know yep. entering costs matters. We know tracking our information, our data matters. What matters when it comes to building out that site, like you were just talking about building and thinking about our SEO and the yep. platform and how many pieces we put online and all the things we could get distracted with? Yeah. Um, E-commerce is very difficult. And I talk a lot about conversion rate in all of my social media and with my clients because you have to really optimize your site for conversions again before you start sending traffic to that website. So I get a lot of people who say, you know, I don't get any sales on my website, but I do lives and I do um, email and I do SEO and I do all these things, but I don't get sales. So that's when, again, we have to start at the bottom and say, if you're getting a hundred users to your website, realistically, and on average, you should be getting two purchases from those 100 people. Okay. And that may seem like a tiny number, but that is extremely average, a 2% conversion rate, right? Two divided by 100 is uh, 2%. So a lot of sites I go into are nowhere near a 2% conversion rate because they are not web designers and they don't know what conversion rate optimization, oh my gosh, oh, conversion rate optimization. It's a you lot. type it out instead of say it out, um, what it is and how to do it. So what it is, is it's really making your website um, very, very user-friendly, intuitive, and something that people are going to want to add to cart every single time. Um, and make that purchase, close the sales for you. And to do that, you need a very, very clean, simple, but on-brand website. Um, and think about it 
I see a lot of sites that are, you know, the navigation is messy, there's not clear calls to action. You wouldn't do that in your in-store. Like you wouldn't let your yes. in-store inventory be everywhere and they wouldn't be able to find the, the cash wrap. So why would we do that on our website? So it's a lot, honestly, of cleaning it up, cleaning up the navigation, making sure it's very intuitive, like the actions you want the user to take on the page. Um, and we do that before we do any sort of SEO or traffic sending, because again, why send any traffic and spend any time on SEO if your site's not going to be closing those people in the first place? Yeah. Um, so a big thing that I do is it's, yes, I can, I do want to, and I do create new sites for new boutiques, but I educate current square point of sale sellers how to just like maximize what they already have instead of like trying to throw in the towel and start from scratch. It doesn't matter what platform your website is on if you don't have good conversion rates. Like bottom yeah. line is you need to do conversion rate optimization on your website. So good. So I want you guys to think about this. I love the illustration you made between a brick and mortar physical location and a website. I want you guys to think about this so much. So if you have a brick and mortar store and you walk in, and there's this bugs me whenever I go <laughs> into mm -hmm. a boutique and I see like five different styles of mannequins. Some are half bodies, some are half bodies front, but no body in the back. Some have a hanger on the neck. Some are like Jersey forms, all these different mannequins. It's so ugly, right? It doesn't match. It's out of control. Those are all over the store. Think about that on a website. You go to a website, some are on you, pictures are on you, some are on stock photos, some are tiny, some are big. It's a mess. You mentioned mm -hmm. the cash wrap. Where is it at? So when you walk into a brick and mortar, you want to be able to easily feel that flow of where you can go for help, where you go to check out. Thinking about that with a website too. And why in a brick and mortar would you have a disaster, an ugly store that makes no sense, and then pay for billboards and magazine ads and all these things to drive traffic? You wouldn't, but why right. do we do that with our websites? We just feel like we just need more people, but they don't understand what we're selling. And so yep. it doesn't make any sense. So cleaning up is important. Absolutely. Um, one way to do that, you already touched on it, is consistency in your product photos. I, if you take one thing away from today is that you cannot use stock photos on your website from fair or fashion go, you can't do that. Um, your customers can go on your website and they instantly know you did not take those photos. They instantly know that it's, and then they're like, is this really what I'm getting? Like, it doesn't yeah, really look like that, that trust factor. I never totally. thought of that. Yeah. Yep. So, um, and again, it takes time to learn, like, do I afford a photographer? That's where our reports come in. Like, can we afford a photographer or do I need to learn how to do it myself? And like I said, guys, I, I do it myself. I can't afford a photographer with the sales that I have coming in, but I know that because I, you know, I use my reports and I don't just say, oh, I'm going to wing it and hopefully I can pay it back. Um, no, I learned how to do it for free for myself. Um, and if you go on the hivecv.com and you look at my inventory photos, they're all exactly the same. You can see exactly what you're getting. Um, and then of course, I do like model my stuff with selfies because that's cheap and free, but it's not the first image you see on my website of me in a mirror holding up my phone, whatever. Um, it's all very styled and very consistent because think about it this way too. When somebody walks into your store, you're probably greeting them and saying hello and educating them some way. You can't necessarily do that per se on your website, 
unless you have your photos perfectly consistent and then you got to get in your product descriptions. I see a lot of people skip the product descriptions on their website. Um, that is sales, real like real estate right there. That's where you, if you're standing in your store, would be educating somebody about an item. That's yeah. where your product description comes in and you can link to other things that you would if they were in the fitting room, be bringing them some jeans or a pair of shoes. That's where you link to those things on every item on your website. And some people are like, holy cow, I have 300 items. I'm not doing it for every single one. I don't list every single piece of my inventory on my website. Because again, your website needs to be very clean, concise. And if you think you need to be niched in your store, it comes nowhere near how niched you need to be on your website. Um, so again, I list mostly just my tops because that's what sells really well. Um, and I don't focus on optimizing like my home decor and my bracelets and stuff on my website. I focus on optimizing my best sellers because they're the low hanging fruit and I want to sell them. So good. Keep it simple. Keep it clean. Niche down even more on the website. So many good gems here. <laughs> so if somebody, um, is using Square or that maybe they're just setting up and they're trying to decide or they're wanting to switch over. Maybe they're using a different POS, but they really love what you've been saying today. What and how could they work with you? Like what would be a good way to connect and yeah. get some help? Um, well, first of all, follow me on Instagram or TikTok because I like all of this stuff I've literally already said on those platforms. So I'm constantly educating. Um I do web design for um, square point of sale sellers and want to be square point of sale sellers. And it's not just web design. Like I partner with you and educate you on how to set yourself up for success and continue to use that website um, as a sales tool. So everything that I just said, you get like one-on-one -on -one tips on how to improve it, especially if you already have a square point of sale. I've had a couple clients where I've gone in and taught them how to add their inventory from their point of sale to their website in the most efficient, but most optimized way so that their workflow is now better for their time. But also, yeah. you know, that like on the customer's end, it's super user-friendly. So it's not just web design. It's like you get a partner who's going to tell you how to conversion rate optimize your site in the future. And then, um, as a web design client of mine, you get access to this Facebook group that is only for past web design clients where I'm in there telling you like the new features of Square or if something, if there's like a bug or anything, like how to work around it. So basically you get access to a Square person through me because I am a Square certified solutions partner. So I have access to them. Um, so I know it's just, it's really helped people understand um, their numbers and how their website actually needs to work. I know a lot of people think, oh, I have a website. I should be making sales on it. It's not the case. Like I have eight years of experience in digital marketing and web design um, in order to know all this. So it's just yeah. good to have that partner. Yeah, so good. So we'll link all of Alyssa's info in the show notes. Um, but let's jump over and talk for a minute about the Inventory Genius Masterclass coming up. Now, one thing that's really cool about Alyssa is in the inventory workshop, like she talked about, she's a member over there. She's an expert co coach and we have multiple expert coaches that are part of the membership. So when you're an inventory workshop member and you have square questions, Alyssa's right there to coach you. It's awesome. Um, and so we have multiple experts that do email, tax marketing, square, um, accountants, bookkeepers. 
Um, and all of these gals this week were interviewing and talking about the importance of inventory genius thinking. Um, why should people jump into the Inventory Genius Masterclass? We're going to be talking about profit first and how to manage your inventory with it. We're going to be talking about cost of goods. If you've heard Alyssa say that, you're like, I don't know what that is. We'll talk about it. Or if you're like, I absolutely know what it is, but I don't know what to do with it. We'll talk about that. Why would people at any level benefit from the Masterclass that's coming up? Yeah. Okay. So no matter where you are in your business, this masterclass is like the difference between a really expensive hobby and something that can pay you and that you can support mm, your family with. So good. Um, you know, a lot of boutique owners are, like I said, just like trial and error or just trying to figure it out or getting really frustrated, which that's what I was at the point where I was just extremely frustrated. Like I felt like I was doing everything I can, um, but I just couldn't crack the code to like, processes that I needed to run my business. Yeah. So the inventory mastermind is going to be that for you. Like you're going to learn the activities you need to be doing every single week to walk towards profitability in your business. Um, and when it comes to profit first, I wholeheartedly believe that's the only cash flow system business. Like if you're going to be in business, I think you should know the profit first method. Um, why it wasn't taught to me in college, I'm not sure. Maybe it wasn't around yet. I don't know, but it should be. Um, yeah. Can you imagine the ripple effect if they taught that to every seriously? business major? Yeah. Oh my goodness. If I would have gone into business, so full disclosure, like I had a ton of debt last year from that restaurant and COVID and all that stuff. If I would have gone into business knowing the profit first and inventory mastermind, I would have been profiting two years ago, not yeah. in the last six months. Um, yeah. So it's something that I tell any aspiring business owner to do. And also people who have had a boutique for five years who are just still like, you know, spinning their wheels. And that's what it feels like. You're spinning your wheels. You're doing everything you can, and you're still not cracking that code. This yeah. is a very affordable way to crack that code and just start doing those things every single week in your business that you should be as a business owner. Yeah. And I was just talking to a business owner. She does around 2 million a year in revenue. So substantial business yeah. team of a dozen people, you know, really nice location, and just her inventory, she's like, I got to figure this out. Yeah. I'm constantly chasing sales. I'm. She's like, I have money. I just don't know what to do with it. And I always feel like I'm never putting it in the right place. Yeah. So you might be that kind of owner. And these inventory principles are really simple, but we have to understand our inventory. And then if you can couple that with the profit first system, it really, like you said, it really is just a lifesaver yep. and a good foundation. Yep. And then again, once, yes, that is totally what it is. It's like your foundation to then add in all of your unique things that you offer to your customers. Like then you feel a lot more comfortable doing your marketing, um, doing events with your customers because you know that that foundation is there. And eventually you'll get really good at your numbers where you'll be able to predict how much money you're going to make over the next, you know, and then use that to grow. And that's when it gets yes. really, really exciting is when you can plan your growth instead of just hope for it. Yeah. Um, but like you said, this, you need to lay this foundation first. You can't skip this part, um, yeah. no matter what stage you are in your business. Yep. Whether you're starting out or you've been doing it for a while, 
we've got to quit skipping <laughs> the uh. stuff that we're not certain about, or we feel uneasy about, or we just don't know, you know, how to even tackle it. We've got to stop skipping over that and totally. set it up right. And then we can go to town and do all of the fun things. Yes. I yes. love it. Well, Alyssa, it's been so much fun to chat with you today. Thanks for being such a great expert coach for our members. Thank you for all the free content you put out there for inventory-based business owners. And I don't know if you guys caught it, but she works with restaurants too. I mean, you have inventory. You've got bags of lettuce and tubs of sour cream. Like I've been there too. Like I know, I know what it feels like when you have to throw away that lettuce at the end of the day, it's money. Um, so I, I like, I really do get it from a business owner's perspective. Um, and that's why I believe I'm such a good partner, no matter how you decide to partner with me. Yeah. So good. So, um, we're going to send this out in an email. All of her information will also be, so if you're on the email list, you'll get that. It'll also be in the show notes. So if nothing else, just start following Alyssa, watch her TikTok, watch her reels, get some education, um, see if she might be a good fit for you. And if you're a member already, make sure that you're taking advantage of her once a month classes that she offers to all of our members. There's a lot of ways that you can be learning about Square, inventory, all of the good stuff um, through Alyssa. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much. Have a good one. All right. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast. If you haven't signed up yet for the Inventory Genius Masterclass, it's coming up. The link for that is also in the show notes. It's only $37. So like Alyssa was talking about, how can you not spend $37 to understand what to focus on? I guarantee you, if you show up, you'll make or find that $37 somewhere in what we teach. Um, And so sign up, join the Inventory Genius Masterclass. I know that you'll get something out of it, probably a lot of things out of it. And I love teaching live. You'll be part of the community for a week. It's going to be a great time. So make sure to sign up for that. And I will see you again next time on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Inventory Genius Podcast. If there's something that you heard today on the podcast episode and you wanna dig deeper into becoming an inventory genius yourself, I wanna invite you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, where I have multiple ways that you and I can work together on your inventory. I wanna help you with your profit, your cash flow, and your paycheck, because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. So head on over to the website, connect with me, I'll work with you soon. See you then.